With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous. Since coming home, I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now, that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA health care and benefits based on when and where we served. Even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply. For my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit va.gov pact. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFiera. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, excited for today's episode as we have our team of the week. This is week four um, already that we're doing this, um, and Super excited to get into it and talk about um, who who we picked at each position, um, who we thought had the best last seven days of play. But before we get into that, um, there is a few games actually going on right now, um, and one very special pitching performance going on right now from Shohei Otani um, against the Red Sox. He's currently working his way through the seventh inning. Um, he's already had 27 swings and misses, um, which is just a crazy number. He's got 10 strikeouts. He's hit the 100-mile-an-hour mark uh, today already. Um, this is this is crazy. Um, he has not walked anybody, and I think his strike percentage through the sixth inning was like 84%. This it sucks on a lot of different levels. First off, the Red Sox suck. Second, everyone at LaSalle sucks because I can't get anyone to uh, 
say screw it to finals week and go watch a baseball game this week this afternoon because i'm sorry but like as much as i wanted to see shohei otani first off i do have work to do but also i'm not going into boston alone that just feels sad to go to a red sox game by yourself so i i could have been there i'm not there i'm both bummed for the team bummed for myself because like if they're gonna suck i could at least watch them get absolutely dominated by a terrific player you know what also sucks brandon what sucks? The fact that this terrific, terrific start by Shohei Otani is going to completely gloss over the fantastic start Rich Hill has had, the fantastic start to the season Rich Hill has had. Brandon, he allowed two base runners over five innings. Only yeah. three, I believe, 68 pitches before they pulled him. And, I mean, I'm happy for the 15 points for my fantasy team, but, like, he could have gone longer. <laughs> yeah, um... And the Red Sox, a, a bullpen, blew the game last night, which it was a, probably a tough watch well, for you. The Yankees. The Red Sox bullpen blew the game last, tonight. Today, I mean, it's not new anymore for me, Brandon. I just wow. Otani strikes out. Um, who was that? Trevor Story, Story to end the inning through seven. Yeah, it's no. Big, it's a big difference as opposed to weak ground out to the shortstop from Trevor Story, but. Um, Geez, you guys are making his hair hairline go back already, LJ. What's what's that about? Yeah, he's the fucking second coming of Pablo Sandoval. Um, <laughs> no, this is just oh for four with four strikeouts. I just realized that he's got the golden sombrero today. Wow. Trevor's got a new hat. Trevor's got a new hat. Well, LJ, well, let's take. We have an ongoing uh, series here on MLB Daily. No, this sucks. Um. LJ, let's let's um, maybe switch over to a little more positive content um, and go through our players of the week. Um, we each pick out every week pitcher through DH, um, and we each pick a player. Um, LJ, do you want to start at your pitcher? I think we went the same way here. Um. Yeah, so at pitcher, I went Kevin Gosman. Yeah, Kevin Gosman, dude's just been a stud for the last two weeks. And, you know, I know Brandon's always very big on, and I agree with him on the fact that, you know, you really should have a guy who is two starts because, like, you know, he's technically made the maximum impact. But then I started to rethink about it when I was looking through the stats this week, and I got to thinking, if you're saying, like, if we're using war as a, count of impact and a guy has the same amount of war in one start that another guy has in two then he clearly had more impact like he had more impact per inning than that other guy that's how good the performance was kevin gosman did that he gets a win in his one seven inning outing this week i believe it was seven innings two earned he ends up with 12.86 strikeouts per nine and an era on the week of 2.57 he could absolutely make a mockery of the Red Sox right now as they have the discipline of anyone who ended up on last chance you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Kevin Gosman really off to uh, an insane start this season. I end up going with him as well. Um, the other, like, the one two-start pitcher that I was looking at was Freddie Peralta, um, and certainly um, check out what, what he did this week. He was excellent, but... Kevin Gosman in this huge game for Toronto against Houston, um, you know, goes out there and, and does everything he can to keep his team in the game. Seven innings, two earned, ten strikeouts, um, and what ends up 
being a win for Toronto last week. So um, certainly a great showing from him and um, well deserving of my uh, pitcher of the week. Absolutely. Um, moving on in to catchers. Catchers is a pretty weak week for Chad catchers. I know that rhymed way too much. I ended up going with JT Real Muto here. Look, I'm I'm aware the offensive numbers just really aren't there for JT right now. Six games, he slashes 111, 333, 278. That's uh, 6% below average with a home run, five runs scored, an RBI, and a stolen base. With that being said, again, you're talking about a guy who, for having a terrible week contact-wise, got on base a lot, and he scored a lot of runs, all while giving a really good defensive effort. So he kind of ended up being the least loser. Yeah, um, I I went with Mike Zunino here. Um, he had a really good week hitting, um, you know, by certainly the, the catcher standards here. Um, five games, two home runs, five RBIs. Uh, Ends up with a slash line of 250, 294, 625. Um, and was also pretty valuable uh, defensively as well. Um, not not as close to a JT, or not. Um, okay. He put, so what, what JT Realmuto did, according to Fangraph, 0.7, a defensive value. Mike Zunino had 0.5. It's close enough to JT Realmuto where I can say that he had a great week behind the plate as well and um, leads all catchers in war for the week. So pretty easy pick for me there, Mike Zunino. All right, Brandon. Now I think we come to the biggest point of contention of the week, first base. Who are you, who are you running with? I'm running with... Rowdy Tellez, um, dude raked this week. He hits four home runs, has 12 RBIs in 23 plate appearances, um, slash line 400, 478, and a slugging of 1.100. You're talking about a 0.7 war week um, for a first baseman who is not very good in the field either. Just crushing the ball and i want to say he went deep again today um um uh, maybe i could be completely wrong i'm gonna check on that while you go but um just overall a fantastic week um for for a rowdy tellez and really finding himself uh he did not go yard today but a but a bunch of everyone else did (laughs) a bunch of brewers did the poor reds um i know rowdy tellez um just raked this week. That's all I got to say. Oh, I didn't realize how bad it was. I saw the negative in my fantasy box score, but Brandon Hunter green, two and a third today, nine hits, eight earned seven strikeouts with five home runs allowed. (sighs) Yikes. That's, I mean, look, it can get better. Like things can get better for him, but when you look at his skill set, you got to think that should have been something we expected. You've got a guy who's going to consistently throw a hundred plus, and if he's not really ready to fully locate those pitches, like if he has control issues and the control still needs to develop, that's going to lead to a lot of very fast balls being put in very easy spots to be hit. And if you give a guy, if you give a guy a hundred mile an hour pitch, it's going to be much easier to put that out of the park because you've already done half the work for him. 
No, I agree. Um, I agree. But LJ, who did you go with at first base? I went with CJ Crone. I couldn't bring myself to go with Rowdy Tellez. First off, defensive metrics overall favored CJ Crone, had to go there. But you look past that, I know the slugging percentage is a big thing for Rowdy Tellez, the four home runs, the 12 RBIs, but CJ Crone still slugs 762 on the week. He walks more than Rowdy Tellez. He strikes out less than Rowdy Tellez. I mean, it's just, this was a very, more more than admirable effort for him, even though he didn't have a few of the counting stats that Rowdy did. And he's having a fantastic year. Um, Oh, sure. CJ Crone is. I believe it's Judge, Rizzo, and CJ Crone tied for the league lead in home runs right now um, at nine. So, yes, it is. Um, Absolute great pickup by the Rockies a few off seasons ago. And the dude is a legit hitter so having a great year and certainly no fault um in that pick there lj moving over to second base though um quite a tough field to pick from a lot of guys with similar stats who did who did you go with here um i went to andres Jimenez. um again really good to see this guy you know just having breakout sessions in cleveland after things the high expectations didn't really work out with the mets he slashes 381, three, or, yeah, 381, 381, 619. So he didn't walk at all this week, but still finds a way to drive in seven. He hits a home run and has above and beyond the best defensive effect of anyone. He was great with the glove at second base this week. Yeah, Andres Jimenez is a really interesting player because he's, of course, involved in that Francisco Lindor trade, um, you know, from the Mets going to Cleveland, that was a big piece um, that the Indian, or excuse me, the the Guardians got back um, in return. And you know he's only 23 years old, having a great start to this year already. Like you said, he's got a 156 OPS plus, well above average so far. I ended up going with Jazz Chisholm, who has been really hot as of late. Um, I believe yesterday when I looked on the Fantasy app, he was the number one second baseman um, in our Fantasy League. And you look at the stats this week, in 20 plate appearances, we're talking about a slash line of 389, 456, 11. Um, very good on the defensive side of the ball too, and he puts himself he puts up a, a 0.4 war for himself. Um no real standouts at second base, but a lot of really solid performances this week. As the Marlins, LJ, they have two second basemen with .4 war this week. John John Birdie and Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, and you could kind of talk about it's kind of turning into a Tampa-esque infield in Miami where you've got a lot of guys on this team that are going to be able to play, both able to play multiple positions, but also will regularly play those multiple positions like they'll bounce around you got a guy like john birdie who's like certainly capable of playing i mean infield outfield second base third base he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of different places get a lot of different looks joey wendell can do the exact same thing so it's really an interesting it's an interesting dynamic they've got going i love to see those types of teams absolutely well i will start off third base as i believe we made the same choice here it's Manny Machado of the Padres. Um, this is, I believe, his second time that we've t- talked about him because he won our player of the week for week two. And 
dude is like has a case that he's been the best hitter in the league so far this year. Um, a case, not the case. No, a case, a case. Um, LJ doing everything in his power to not to not bring well, up. I mean, no, words. that's like that's a disrespect to Trout. Who? No, I said a case, a case. A, a slight. De- um, a slight decline from Taylor Ward, and all of a sudden we're going to be talking about Mike Trout back on his quest to lead the league in at least two stats again. So, well, I mean, Manny is, Manny is not right there. Manny Machado uh, in six games this week, two home runs, seven runs scored, seven RBIs, two stolen bases, batting average of 360, on base percentage of 414, and the slugging at 640, so an OPS well over a thousand and um just another great week for him putting up 0.6 war he led all third basemen in the fan graphs a defensive metric uh yeah pretty easy pick here um yeah i think well the best way to put it is if i can nitpick the crap out of him and still only be able to take him that's a pretty good sign of how he did this week i did everything in my power to take nolan arenado who also had an excellent week in just about every single place that Manny did, just you know, he fell slightly short in almost every category. I mean, where are we talking? Where are we talking about him separating himself? He didn't strike out as much. That's about it. That I can do. Manny Machado, LJ. I hate to burst your bubble, but he is currently leading the league in two categories. That would be hits and runs scored. Yeah, but those aren't real categories. They're not real. Okay, got it, got it. Was just I was just I was just gonna run that by you real quick. Just just not to... real. What the hell happened? Oh my! Sorry, I just looked back at the Red Sox game. It is now five nothing. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Houck crapped his pants in the eighth, and I it's just Cutter went... Crawford time. Let's go. Cutter time. Give Cutter. You know, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna suck, can we at least bring our uh, my favorite guy, little Johnny? Little Johnny Arauz back. Yeah, what? Yeah, where is Johnny Arauz? Little, little Johnny is, uh, I believe he's back down in Worcester. Oh, tough. You guys, and it's like, it's interesting. It's weird because look, I get having a speed guy. Oh, no, I'm sorry. He's on the IL. He's got COVID. But I'm not sure he was with, he won't, there's no way he'll be back on the roster when he gets back anyways, because Franchi Cordero's been casually playing decent and also casually playing a decent for a good enough first base right now. It's um, a little odd, but either way, I, if you're talking about uh, the roster, I didn't entirely see the need for Jonathan Arauz to start the season. I thought Jaron Duran could have done almost the exact same things and provided the outfield depth that was needed because I don't think Christian Arroyo is necessarily the uh, ideal Second option in right field, I'd much rather him. If you're talking about Duran can also play second, so that gives you that infield flexibility. It was a weird move to be to begin with, but that doesn't mean I don't love little Johnny. Yeah, it's um, LJ, and what happened was um, you asked what the hell happened. It's called Shohei Otani single. Um, not only does he really have, ask, not, not only seven innings of eleven strikeouts and no runs, but then two for four at the plate also. Um, just uh, i don't get it it just it just doesn't make sense and um we should keep moving though <laughs> shortstop lj we uh 
almost made the same pick here. I was between the guy I picked and the guy you picked. So why don't you tell us uh, who you went with? Yeah, I ended up going with Dansby Swanson this week. Again, this has been, you know, this is a solid bounce back to a poor start to the season. I feel like with the changes, you know, with the new ball and everything, Dansby could be somebody who really thrives. And that excites me because I just think overall his uh, – what am I looking? Where am I looking for? Charisma, the way he goes about the game, is really good for baseball. Like he's a very marketable guy, very personable looking guy. So if he's, he's doing handsome. well, it's gonna go well. Um, but you know he ends up slashing this week, uh, 346, 400, 577, all that with Brandon, 1.9 defensive runs above average. Oof. He almost had two, saved two more runs. Than the average shortstop this week. That is ridiculous production on the with the glove added in to well above above average offensive production. This was a heck of a week from Dansby. That is just a fun name. It Kevin. is, and you know he's a handsome guy. He doesn't miss games. I mean, he played a he's played every game this year for the Braves. I mean, he played eight games last week because of the doubleheader. He played 160 last year. Played all 60 in the shortened season. Um, dude, is he does a great job of staying healthy and just being, you know, I think that the production we saw out of him last year was, was not um, his peak. You know, he's going to always be a guy who's, who has, has uh, a lot of value because he can be around a league average hitter and an above average fielder. I think he can become... Uh, an above average hitter. Uh, he's still he's still young. I mean, he's in his age twenty eight season, um, and I think that the best is yet to come for for Dansby Swanson. Especially when you consider, really, this is the only place I need to look. Seventy sixth percentile in barrel rate last year, and you know he's still not like I mean he's been around a hot minute, but relatively young. Still, that can still keep on improving. And so when you have a guy who's like middle of the pack, he's an average guy when it comes to hard hit, hard hits, but he's going to get, he's going to barrel the ball up a lot. That's going to, it's going to continue to become more valuable as things go on. I mean, if you're hitting, if you're hitting a sock, you'd be better squaring it up good and getting it into the, uh, into shallow left field than you would have it go for a home run at this point. So like overall, again, these are, this is my point being is guys like this can really start excelling now as we head into the dead ball era that we are currently living in, buying in. I went Jeez, with so damn much. <laughs> I went with Carlos Correa here. Um, you know, finally putting together a good week. Um, it's you know kind of been been waiting for it from him. Um, ends up with. A slash line, 452, 469 with the 645 nice. slugging percentage. Um, and, you know, with the, I, we haven't seen the full potential Carlos Correa yet this year. Um, with this week, his stats are now very reasonable um, for this year, but there's still a lot, there's still a lot more production that's, that's left um, to see from him. Obviously, he has elite defense, and we've seen him put up seven war seasons multiple times. And he's sitting a little bit under one right now. Um, this this week, 
certainly helped him a lot. And I think that he, at the end of the season, could be around at least a five-war guy. Um, I, I think that the ballpark helps him a lot in, in Minnesota. And um, that he's just kind of, you know, the bats always heat up in the summer. And he's a guy that I have no issue with. Um, and I think that he'll end up being just fine there. Um, yeah. I'm sorry, where are we? I'm too busy having a meltdown right now. I just had a little tan- tangent about Carlos Correa. Um, we're in left field. Now. Honestly, again, he's very, again, I, I wouldn't have complained about picking him if it weren't for how great Dansby went this week. I'm just going to say, I'll, I'll drop it after this. Brandon, everybody here knows I love this team. I love baseball. And because of that, I find it very hard sometimes. Like, I, I, I'm always objective, but I get, I struggle to get mad at the team. Yeah. This is the second time in 24 hours I've had a complete meltdown over these damn Red Sox. This is just, it's a joke. Hunter Crawford now finally has two outs just to make me want to cry and die a little inside. But hey, they got out of it. We're good. Out of, out of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, nice, nice bases empty out of it. Um, you know, the, you get out of the, the easy, Brandon, honestly, people don't think about this enough. The easiest way to get out of a jam is to let all the runners just go home. Yeah. There also, you go. There's no more jam. That really needs to get, that needs to get explored a lot more, I think in the future, but we are moving to left field. I'm going to, I'm going to try not to die. I'm going to try not to jump off the monster tomorrow when I go to the game, but we will have to see either way. Let's talk about a former Red Sox, you know, a guy that, you know, actually had a lot of value and made a lot of sense to bring in because, you know, he doesn't, he could play first, but he also can, you know, help out this obscenely shallow outfield with a guy who's literally just a fucking black hole in right field. Let's talk about Kyle Schwarber. Brandon tried to throw a little shade at him yesterday. I I read the stats wrong. Okay. Absolutely none of it. This dude's been hitting absolute schwar bombs off of everyone since he got to Philly. That's why, frankly, honestly, he's the perfect Philly guy. Let's be real here. Like, you know, he comes out, hits a leadoff home run in his first at-bat in Philly. He keeps hitting these schwar bombs. They're all over calling them schwar bombs at this point in Philadelphia. And then he has that whole blow-up on the ump. That's such a Philly thing to do. Either way, this week alone, you're talking about slashing 313, 450, 875, three dingers, five RBIs, 20% walk rate. There's nothing I can complain about here. And I know, honestly, no, the biggest thing I want to talk about here, actually, I remember what my point was going to be with him. I remember back in week two when I picked him for the first time. And I'm like, I couldn't resist the opportunity to pick this guy because I'm not sure I'll ever be able to pick him again because I do have principles and I have standards that I live by with the defensive value and everything. He's very quietly been really good on the defensive side of the ball this year. You know, I'm pretty sure when Philly signed them, they didn't expect that they were also going to still get Nick Castellanos. And so they thought, oh, all right, we're just going to throw him in as the DH almost full time. All of a sudden they get both and they're like, all right, we kind of just have to live with this and figure out how to make it work. And they have, because he's just absolutely stepped up on the defensive side of the ball this year. It's just been amazing to watch and really exciting for Philly fans. All right. I went with almost picked Kyle Schwarber. Um, certainly did have a good week. Um, I went with Christian Yelich, though. And 
you know, it's kind of the same story with him. The walk rate is very high, 20.8% in 24 plate appearances. We're looking at a 368 batting average, 500 on base percentage, and 737 slugging. Um, and two home runs, six RBIs, seven runs scored. A nice week from, from Christian Yelich, who has actually been, I think LJ was saying off of right before we started, he's been like okay this year. Um, 110 OPS plus you're looking at, um, but still a 226 batting average on the season. Um, I, I don't know if Christian Yelich, like what, what happened if he, just sold out for power or what what his his whole thing is now but hopefully this um, this this week uh, gets him back on track because it was a good week by him gets him on track but i mean there's certainly i think there's a lot of factors that deal into this but either way you cannot deny the fact that he does bring value again oh yeah he certainly brought value for a very long time but more importantly looking at his career he has always been a back half of the season guy. Like it's not like it's the it's not the same like drastic splits that Joey Votto has, but you're talking second half of the season, you're talking a 35 probably a 35 point increase to his OPS. And you almost hit that right on the dot. It's actually a 37 point increase. I'm in looking second. at it, I was just not wanting to to be so specific. But yeah, no. Um so yeah, I mean 30 but that's that's a that's a significant change. Yeah. Overall batting average, you're talking about a 300 hitter in the back half of the year on his career. Like, as much as things are bad now, he'll he'll adjust and he'll kind of bounce back into the season, I think. This this might be the low point for Christian Yelich's year. I'm willing to say that right now. <laughs> Write it down. This is the low point. 110 OPS plus. All right. We will certainly keep that in mind. Um, center field, we went with the same guy. Um we went with Aaron Judge. Uh, yes, he does qualify for center field. That's why we're picking him there. Um, and, you know, just another fantastic week from him. Uh, obviously, the Yankees win every single game except for last night within the, the week. Five home runs, 13 RBIs. Um, didn't walk that much this week. He was putting the ball in play a lot more. Um did strike out a, a fair share, but that's just Aaron Judge type things. 308 batting average, 333 on base, 923 slugging percentage. Um, you're looking at a .6 WAR week out of him. And stop you real quick though, because you you have to admit that is a bad week though from a strikeout rate standpoint. Oh yeah, yeah. Even for him, 44% is really that that's that's tough. But he did come up with some huge hits, of course, oh, of the, course. Homer, the homer off of Alec Manoa. Um, you know, he he wasn't striking out in these high leverage, uh, you know, plate appearances where um, the game was on the line. He In those plate appearances, he, he did very well for himself. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the 0 for 3 with 3Ks last night is, you know, hurts what his overall week. But... Um, yeah, just honestly might have been the best hitter um, this week, and I might be talking about him in a little bit. Yeah, no, again, it was a really a really good week. When, you, when you're bullying the ball the way he was when he does make contact, you can afford to skimp a little bit on some of those more finer details. Like, the finer details shouldn't ever be thrown away, like walking and play discipline. 
But when you're hot, you're hot, and you sometimes just got to go for it. That's kind of the way I see Aaron Judge's week. All right. That being said, also, to touch on that game real quick, um, resounding performance by Toronto. Honestly, I think that's a good yeah. show. That's a show of poise to be able to come out and get the last game of that series, avoid the sweep against a really good team. When, again, they've they've played a lot of tight games and they've won a lot of tight games. They're not used to, at this point, losing multiple tough, tough games in a week. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the Yankees get... It was it was bases loaded with two outs with Isaiah Kiner Falefa up at the plate and he um, grounds the ball to Matt Chapman at third base makes a great play throws it over to first Vladdy makes an even better play hitting the splits to scoop the ball um, out of the dirt and and get the out um, great way to end that game for Toronto and certainly. Um, even though they did lose the series, that that's a huge win to stop the Yankees' momentum um, and break their winning streak. But I think we have the same right fielder and DH, and they're both from the same team, correct? Let's go ahead and throw them on in together. We, leader. Sure. Um, we went Kyle Tucker for right field and Jordan Alvarez for DH. Um, first, I'll talk about Kyle Tucker. You know, we're talking about a week with uh, a 455 batting average in 26 plate appearances, a 500 on base percentage, 727 slugging, um, you know, a home run, four RBIs, and two stolen bases out of him. Um, Low-key becoming one of my favorite players uh, to watch. He's super exciting. The fact that he can steal bases at his size, uh makes him even more exciting to watch and he's pretty good in the field too brandon i gotta ask because i didn't realize it was this good i mean he does all the little things right have you taken a look at jordan alvarez's baseball savant page yet this Um, might be this might be the the greatest single month baseball reference page i've seen in my entire life let's see i'm not trying to joke here like this is for oh me. my we're talking about 90 90th or above in i believe that is eight categories we're talking about the 99th percentile or higher in seven categories like you know as much as mike trout's doing great things he might be the best he's the best pure hitter in baseball right now yeah oh right yeah now, right this second and that perfectly transitions into Jordan Alvarez. LJ, uh, tell us what, what he did this week. He hit bombs. He hit a lot, a lot of bombs. Not even just outside the park bombs, inside the park bombs, foul bombs, everything. Bomb city for Jordan Alvarez. Jordan the bomb man. We gotta, we're, we're, we'll workshop that nickname, Brandon. Uh, slashed three, 333, 448, 833, four home runs, seven runs scored in eight RBIs, all this walking still, again, walking at a great rate, 17%, also striking out 17% of the time, which for DHs, that's actually, that's why I, that's why I went to look because I'm like, as far as DHs go, the walk rate is, is solid this week, but I feel like that's pretty low. And then I went to look and you're talking about the 79th percentile and strikeout rate across the league, which you don't see that good of production from a lot of DHs these days. So this is, yeah, this, this is 
special kind of performance from Jordan. And he's only 24. You're turning me into a Jordan fan, Brandon. Oh, I, I know. Um, I love him on my fantasy team. Can we talk about how I got him for like $15 uh, in the auction? Yeah, it's a little silly. I feel like a lot of people, you know, they, they see the utility spot and they get afraid of DH's spill. It makes no sense. Well, Kyle Tucker and Jordan Alvarez, that's our right fielder and DH. We both picked the same. Now it's time for player of the week. And I believe for the first time, this is week four, we went uh, separate ways in who who we end up picking. So, LJ, I'll let you take it away. Yeah, look, Kevin Gosman, an absolute stunner this week, player of the week. You know, you're talking, I really, I was between this guy and the guy that Brandon's going to talk about in a minute. It was very close. I was splitting hairs between them. Ultimately, the fact that he, again, only got impact in one game and was still able to do what he did to contribute to his team's long-term success. And also, you look at the the situation of the game, going in there against a tough Houston squad, even though they're not performing at their best, games against them still mean something. They still feel like something. So, terrific, terrific performance from Kevin Gosman this week. He's my player of the week. I am going to go with Aaron Judge. Um, five homers and 13 RBIs re- really it does it for me. Talked about some of the big hits that he had this week as well. Um, just has been the catalyst for the Yankees offense during that 11-game win streak. And um, excited to see what he can do this weekend um, against the Rangers where we should just beat up all over that pitching staff and it should be a fun series to watch. Very all right well that does it for today's show thank you guys for listening check us out instagram twitter tiktok at mlb daily pod and until then uh we'll see you mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.